you're listening to the SSPX Podcast. We're happy to present another installment of True Heroes, stories of the lives of the saints delivered by Father Thomas Tam. Father has also put together a video of each of these episodes. You can see the video at sspxpodcast.com. Now, here's Father Tam. How could I bear a crown of gold when the Lord bears a crown of thorns and bears it for me? St. Elizabeth of Hungary. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Relics of Christendom. Today we are going to look at the crown of thorns worn by our Savior and its history after this historic event. Let us begin our story. Firstly, of course, we begin with our Lord before Pilate. He has claimed to be the king of the Jews and is removed from the face of Pilate to be scourged. After his scourging, the soldiers mocked him and put a crown of thorns on his head. And plaiting a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And bowing the knee before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. That is from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 27. It is also mentioned in the Gospels by St. Mark and St. Luke. After the crucifixion, it was buried and hidden along with the cross and the nails. It was later discovered by St. Helena along with the cross and left in Jerusalem for veneration there. I cannot remember in my episodes on the cross and the nails if I mentioned that the crown of thorns was taken by St. Helena. If I did say that, then I apologize. That wasn't true. The crown of thorns seems that the crown of thorns, at least for the most part, remained in Jerusalem and was not taken to Rome or Europe by St. Helena. For the first four centuries, there was no extra biblical mention of the crown of thorns. A few writers of the 5th and 6th centuries speak of a relic known to be still in existence and venerated by the faithful. St. Paulinus of Nola, writing after 409, refers to, quote, the thorns with which our Savior was crowned, unquote, as relics held in honor along with the cross to which he was nailed and the pillar at which he was scourged when commenting on one of the Psalms, And he speaks of this crown of thorns among the other relics, which are the glory of the earthly Jerusalem. Quote, There we may behold the thorny crown, which was only set upon the head of our Redeemer, in order that all the thorns of the world might be gathered together and broken. Unquote. From these fragments of evidence and others of later date, it is likely that a crown of thorns was venerated at Jerusalem, from at least the 5th century and for a couple of hundred years. The crown eventually made its way to Constantinople where it started to be divided up. Justinian is stated to have given a thorn to Saint Germain, Bishop of Paris, which was long preserved at Saint Germain des Prés, while the Empress Irene in 798 sent Charlemagne several thorns which were deposited by him at Aachen. Eight of these are said to have been there at the consecration of the Basilica of Aachen by Pope Leo III. The presence of the Pope at that consecration is a later legend, but the relics apparently were there, for the subsequent history of several of them can be traced without difficulty. 
Hugh the Great, Duke of the Franks, sent one to the Anglo-Saxon King Athelstan in 927 on the occasion of certain marriage negotiations, and it eventually found its way to Malsbury Abbey. Another was presented to a Spanish princess about 1160, and again another was taken to Andek Abbey in Germany in the year 1200. So the thorns were separated from the crown and divided up between these different people. In 1238, Baldwin II, the Latin Emperor of Constantinople, anxious to obtain support for his tottering empire, offered the crown of thorns to King Louis IX of France. It was then in the hands of the Venetians as security for a great loan of 13,134 gold pieces, yet it was redeemed and conveyed to Paris where Louis IX built the Sainte-Chapelle, completed 1248 to receive it. The relic stayed there until the French Revolution, when after finding a home for a while, the Concordat of 1801 restored it to the church, and it was deposited in the Cathedral of Notre Dame de Paris. The relic that the church received is a twisted circlet of rushes of Juncus Balticus, a plant native to maritime areas of northern Britain, the Baltic region, and Scandinavia. The thorns preserved in various other reliquaries are of Zisiphus spina Christi, a plant native to Africa and southern and western Asia, and had allegedly been removed from the crown and kept in separate reliquaries since soon after they arrived in France. In 2001, when the surviving treasures from the Sainte-Chapelle were exhibited at the Louvre, the, which is a museum in France, the, the chaplet was solemnly presented every Friday at Notre Dame. John Paul II translated it personally to Sainte-Chapelle during the World Youth Day. The relic can be seen only on the first Friday of every month when it is exhibited for a special veneration mass, as well as each Friday of Lent. The most recent history we know about the Crown of Thorns is that Jean-Marc Fournier, a chaplain of the Cathedral of Notre Dame, saved the relic during the Notre Dame de Paris fire of April 15th last year. Regarding what the crown of thorns was made of, you know, there could be some confusion regarding the fact that the rushes are from Britain and Scandinavia, the Baltic area, whereas the thorns were native to the Holy Land. So I'm just gonna give you an idea, an explanation of that. Authorities are agreed that a sort of helmet of thorns must have been plated by the Roman soldiers and this band of rushes being employed to hold the thorns together. So the branches that held the thorns were taken from a native tree in the Holy Land, but the band of rushes that was used to hold the crown together came from the Britain area. And this is not necessarily surprising. We have to remember that the, that the Roman Empire enveloped a large section of the world at this point. So trade would have been very easy at that time, especially with the Roman roads. So there have been plenty of trade going on. So it's not certainly not out of the question that a plant from Britain 
was used with making the crown of thorns. The Zizifus spina Christi, from which the thorns come from, reaches the height of about 15 or 20 feet and is found growing in abundance by the wayside around Jerusalem. The crooked branches of this shrub are armed with thorns growing in pairs, a straight spine, and a curved one commonly occurring together at each point. The oldest known tree of this type is just south of Jerusalem, and locals believe it to be the same from which the crown of thorns was made. The tree has been tested and proven to be around 2,000 years old. From the crown of thorns again, let us realize the pain that our Lord suffered for our sins, and let us ask ourselves what we are willing to do for him in return. Tomorrow is Sunday, but there is no saint attributed to this day, so we will continue with relics of Christendom. Until then, God bless you all, my friends. How are you to meet the swarm of foolish attachments, triflings, and undesirable inclinations which beset you? By turning sharply away and thoroughly renouncing such vanities, flying to the Savior's cross, and clasping his crown of thorns to your heart, so that these little foxes may not spoil your vines. Beware of entering into any manner of treaty with the enemy. Do not delude yourself by listening to him while intending to reject him. St. Francis de Sales